Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Mette and Nate. What's up, guys? So, Yo, yo. All right. In today's episode, we're just going to recap some of the signings from around the league, and then we're going to jump right into ranking our top 12 small forwards for fantasy basketball. Um, we'll start with the first piece of news. Uh, it looks like LaMarcus Aldridge has been cleared. Um, He is going to come out of retirement. I believe he had some heart concerns. Um, But yeah, it really looks like he's coming out of retirement uh, from that. And he's going to sign back with the Brooklyn Nets. It looks like it's a one-year, $2.6 million deal. Um, Mete, I guess I'll start with you first. I guess, what's your reaction to this signing? Yeah, uh, my reaction would be that I'm really happy for LaMarcus Aldridge. Like you said, he had to get cleared by the doctors to be able to sign this contract. And it looks like his condition got better. And yeah, that's great. And outside of that, if we're looking at it in a fantasy perspective, I'd say it's going to be rough for him to be fantasy relevant. Uh, Brooklyn just has way too much depth that I think it's going to be hard for him to even see the the court uh, find some minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it looks like he has a chance to start, but then he might not get to start because they also have Blake Griffin there at the four. They also signed Paul Millsap as well. So, um, yeah, it is going to be tough for him. I guess, Nate, just getting to you, I guess, what do you, what's your opinion on this whole signing? Yeah, well, I mean – it's great that I guess for LaMarcus that he's um, that his, I guess his concerns are kind of um, gone. It looks like, so he'll probably be able to come back for at least one more year, but kind of like what Messe said um, in terms of fantasy, I, he's not really um, worth drafting. I think like, just like look at the waiver uh, week to week, um, see how the, I guess how the health of the entire team is doing. If there's probably like an injury, either the four and five spot he might get some minutes but other than that it's hard to say yeah he might end up playing at that five spot a bit more considering both griffin and Millsap are going to be getting a lot of minutes at the four uh, he's definitely one of my uh, more favorite players to watch i definitely um liked him when he was with the spurs um obviously he's well past his prime uh so hopefully he can provide some value for deep leagues and I guess just standard 12 team leagues. Uh, He's more of a waiver wire type guy. You pick him up if he's hot or if there's an injury, but I think, yeah, in in terms of that, um, he should probably be left on the waiver for now. Um, Let's get to the next piece of news. It looks like Deandre Jordan after his buyout um, is going to sign with the Lakers for the same contract. I believe it's one year, 2.6 million. Um, and also looks like Marcus Gasol is going to be leaving the Lakers. Um, I guess, yeah, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so as of now, it does look like uh, Jordan is heading to the Lakers. And yeah, I think it's a pretty good signing. Uh, I don't know if Gasol ends up staying or leaving. Um, they're going to have three centers that are starter caliber, I'd say. But I don't know, like you said, it looks like Gasol is tending to leave. But with him, it's Gasol, Howard, Jordan. And if you pick one of those three, I mean, you can't really go wrong. And 
yeah, it's another death piece, and looks like the Lakers are going to be loaded this season. Yeah, and I mean, if they do decide to play small ball, even Anthony Davis will be seeing some time at the five as well. So uh, it's just one of those things where they have a lot of bigs uh, on that lineup. Um, so I think, yeah, Gasol, it's probably uh, just the beginning of the end for him. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, it's kind of crazy that we're calling DeAndre Jordan a depth piece, but I guess that's kind of um, how it shapes out. Yeah, well, I, I guess at his age and I guess um, uh, w- his lack of speed, if you want to say, uh, it, it's honestly um, that that's the way it is at this point. I don't know. I'd prefer Gasol still. I feel like he can provide more value, especially on the defensive end. Uh, but honestly, uh, he's wanted to go back to Spain for a while. And if he doesn't, maybe he'll sign a contract with another team. But uh, yeah, I guess adding DeAndre Jordan, uh, it's just, like you said, another depth piece for the Lakers. They're trying to make another run to the finals. Um, If they stay healthy, they definitely have a chance to do that. But um, yeah, I think that it's just one of those signings where, you know, they're, they're trying to get all uh, veterans on that team and they're, they're all trying to make a run just so they can get a ring before they retire. So um, I don't fault the Lakers for doing that, but uh now, I think we've pretty much covered every uh, main news item uh, that applies to fantasy basketball. So let's just get to our top 12 small forwards now. Um, I guess um, looking at uh, the rankings, I know some of us are, are using different players than we used in other lists. Some of us are using some of the same players. Uh, so uh, I think our list will be different in terms of depth, but I think in general, there should be good depth in this position for sure but uh nate let me start with you this time uh for your number one small forward who do you have so i guess for number one i have um katie i know he hasn't been fully healthy for a while and that's something that you you're gonna want to look out for but in terms of uh potential he's one of the best players in the league easily so i put him at number one yeah i also have kevin durant at number one i just have to agree with you um in terms of scoring Uh, He's one of the best there is in the NBA. Uh, All of his percentages are really solid for fantasy basketball. Um, You're going to get a lot of borderline double-double games from him as well. Uh, He'll get a handful of assists here and there, and he's not really going to cost you a lot in turnovers. So I definitely uh, like him as the top play at small forward. Lamette, I guess, who do you have? Yeah, so since I already used Kevin Durant in the power forward video, I couldn't use him again, so... I went a different route and I took Jimmy Butler. I think he's still the number one guy in Miami. Uh, Lowry could take some of his ball handling duties and assists, but I like his versatility he provides. Uh, I'd say he's only lacking in the blocks and three-point department based off last season, but Butler has proved he's a good three-point shooter in his career and he just had a bad shooting season. So I think he can rebound. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, definitely very solid. Um, Like you said, he's one of those guys that's looking for a bounce back here. So uh, hopefully he can get that this year. Um, Nate, I guess I'll just bounce to you. Who's your number two player at small forward? So I guess my two to five is going to be pretty controversial because I was looking at both um, injury, injury history and like potential. So I put Tatum at second mainly because he's been the least um, injured out of, I guess, all the top small forwards with a lot of potential so far. So, yeah. 
Well, I guess I'm right there with you because I also went with Jason Tatum at number two. I just feel like he hasn't reached his his ceiling yet. Um, I put him over guys that are already established like LeBron James, like Paul George and others, just because, like you said, uh, he's also been less injury prone. He's pretty much the main guy there in Boston. Um, He's going to get you points, percentages, rebounds. Like He's just one of those small forwards that gets you all the good category coverage. So you definitely don't want to go... Uh, wrong with him and you won't go wrong with him because I feel like he'd be a very solid pick and he also has room to grow he definitely can get to close to uh, where Kevin Durant is uh, at the moment so yeah I definitely like Jason Tatum there at number two but I'm at I guess getting to you who do you have so I went with Kawhi Leonard at two uh again I could have put Jason Tatum in my list but I didn't I think I already used him for power forwards um yeah, I mean, he's another player with great versatility, even better defender than Butler, but there's always a the concern of load management and injury risk with Kawhi. So, yeah, I mean, he is the number one option in uh, L.A., but there's a big injury concern, and that's why I have him as number two. Yeah, I definitely understand that there's definitely a huge injury question mark with Kawhi, but when he does play, he's definitely one of the more solid uh, small forwards in the league. Um, Nate, getting to you, I guess, who's your number three? So I guess my number three is also going to be pretty controversial, but it's um, Paul George. Again, because of um, out of like all the established guys, I feel like he's the most likely to play um, over 60 games. I think he's had a season that was pretty recent um, before he went to the Clippers where he played 70 games. So, yeah. Yeah, for number three, I went with LeBron. Honestly, I, I feel like that if you draft him, he's like one of those more safe players in fantasy, if that makes sense. Uh, you know what you're going to get with him. You're probably going to get close to a triple-double on most nights. Um, most of his percentages are good. I know his free throw is not as good as his field goal, but um, it shouldn't hurt you too much. Obviously, he doesn't turn over the ball too much either. Um, so I guess here and there, he just contributes in almost every category. So I feel like um, the top two are probably the best two scorers. Uh, I have Durant and Tatum there, and then I have LeBron as probably like that safe guy. So yeah, he's my number three. But uh, Mete, who do you have for your third small forward? Yeah, so for number three, I have DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I think his fantasy value definitely took a hit now that he's in Chicago and he's playing with a more talented team. But, yeah, I mean, he's still going to be a great player, I think. Uh, ever since he got to San Antonio, his playmaking got way better. He averaged over, like, five assists, I want to say, the two or three seasons he were there. He was there, and, yeah, I mean... Uh, kind of turned it around for him in terms of playmaking there. He's got a lot of talent now in Chicago, so I think he can have a career high in terms of assists there. And outside of that, I mean, the main concerns with DeMar is now that he's on a more talented team, he's probably going to see less shots. Uh, his block numbers aren't the greatest, but it's a small forward, and it's DeMar. He never really shot the three-pointer, so... He still has the three-point concern. Yeah, for sure. I think he's still one of those premier guys at the position. I think you definitely have to take a look at him when you're drafting uh, forwards. He's always been really solid. Uh, even though he is going to Chicago, he definitely should be a good player this year. But, uh, Nate, getting to you, uh, who do you have at number four? 
So uh, my number four is going to be um, LeBron James. Like you said, he's the most versatile player in the league. He can score, rebound, get assists. He's also an underrated defender. He gets a lot of criticism for that, but um, he, I think he got, I think, 48 steals in 45 games, and he got 25 blocks in 45 games. So if he was um, fully healthy, he would have had um, a re really respectable um, both I guess, block and steals totals. So, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely, like you said, very versatile. Definitely can contribute in a lot of categories. And I think another player like that, uh, my number four is Paul George. I think he's really elevated himself uh, in this LA Clippers lineup uh, to be that star player, that star player when Kawhi Leonard's out. Um, I just feel like that he's, he's a really a strong scorer and get rebounds as well. Um, blocks, really solid steals as well. Um, he's definitely solid in percentages. Um, it, honestly, it just comes down to, um, I guess, how much Kawhi Leonard's going to play. Um, I'll get to him later on in my list. But yeah, I definitely like Paul George, so I have him at number four. But uh, getting to you, Mete, uh, who's your number four? Yeah, so at number four, I have Karis LeVert. And I mean, you know, my list is watered down when I have LeVert at four. All these great small forwards you guys are talking about, they already use them. So, yeah, Levert, uh, he's probably the number three option, I want to say, in Indiana. And Levert has turned into a scoring machine in the last few years. And he's also pretty versatile. I'd say the worst part of his stats is the efficiency, which needs to improve, and the blocks. But... He averages 0.7 blocks, and for a small forward, that's actually really good, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, whether he plays guard or forward, he's going to be really solid. So definitely a guy you should be looking to draft in fantasy leagues. But uh, I'll get to you, Nate, now for number five. Who do you have at small forward? So for number five, I have um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's still a really good scorer, still a really good defender, but the only concern is, will he be able, able to play for 60 games? So I can't really put him higher than five. Yeah, I have him at number five also. And I guess to answer your question, I don't even think he's going to be able to play 60 games. I think he might still be in recovery. Um, I guess putting him at number five is just sort of saying if he's healthy for a lot of the year, then he should provide top five value. Um, but at this point, he's a very risky play in, when you're entering your drafts. Um, I wouldn't say avoid him overall, but maybe don't reach for him. That's probably the best thing that I'd say, because even when he does come back, he's probably going to be under load management anyways, because we already know how that works with him. So um, he's a very risky play, but I guess if you get him in the lineup, he's going to be really solid. So then there's that. But yeah, he's sort of my number five, but I sort of have a question mark beside him. Um, Mete, let me get to you. Uh, who's your number five? Well, for number five, I went with Gordon Hayward. Uh, another player with solid versatility, and I'd say he's probably the number two guy in Charlotte. And he's also another player with injury concern. I feel like ever since he left Utah, he became very injury prone, and that's just unlucky for him. I mean, outside of the injury concern, I'd say Hayward is really good in eight categories except for blocks. Yeah, especially when he had that cringy injury with Boston. That was that was the start of, I guess, things to come for him. But yeah, like you said, hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he's healthy, he should be really solid. 
Uh, Nate, getting to you, uh, who do you have at number six? So at number six, I have um, Chris Middleton. Um, I think he finished second for small forwards last season. I think he ended up getting, um, I guess, 1,385 points, 406 rebounds, and 370 assists. So, And he also got 74 steals, so um, pretty versatile. Yeah, he's really solid. Um, yeah, um, I have Chris Middleton at number six. Um, I think that he's really solid. Um, the thing is uh, about Middleton, uh, the reason I put him over guys like maybe like Jimmy Butler or, or others is just because I feel like a lot of the offense runs through him and Yanis. I feel like with other teams like Miami, the offense is more spread out. Um, I totally agree with what, what you said in that um that uh he he should be really solid uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you have him in your lineup he's always going to put up stats for you in multiple categories so um yeah i definitely agree with that i have uh, middleton at number six um and then i guess mete for you who's your number six for number six i have og ananobi uh, i think he's due for a big breakout and now that the raptors are without lowry for the first time in over a decade, something like that. And Siakam's going to be out for the first few months. I think he's going to have a monster year. I was, Ananobi was known for being too passive and mainly being a 3 and D guy, but I feel like he has the potential to, to be way more than that. Uh, he's shown great improvements every season. Uh I'd say the main concern with OG is the assist numbers, but he had a career high in assists last season and his assist numbers get better every season. So I think it's going to improve even more this season as well. Yeah, he's definitely a really solid player. He definitely has room to grow as well. So I think he'll definitely be solid this year. Um, getting back to you, Nate, at number seven, who do you have? So for number seven, I have um, Brandon Ingram. Um, he also had a really good season last year. Um, he played 61 games, ended up getting um, 1,450 points, almost 300 rebounds. He was like one rebound off, 296 assists, 36 blocks, and 42 steals. Yeah, very solid stats there. Um, he should continue to just be a, a solid player for his team. Um, going to my... Uh, number seven, I did mention Jimmy Butler. I have him there. Uh, Mete, you pretty much mentioned everything about him uh, being the number one option there in Miami. Uh, you pretty much talked about all the reasons why he's great for fantasy. Uh, obviously, I don't have him above other guys because I feel like that uh, the other uh, players above him in my list, their offensive, their offenses sort of require them to be uh, top guys there. I feel like his offense is sort of improving around him. So guys like Bam and Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson and others are going to contribute. So he might not have to do as much. So that's my only concern with him. But or else, yeah, really solid either way. Um, I guess getting to you, Mete, who's your number seven? Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, another player who's been improving every season. And he had an amazing finish to the fantasy season last year as he, was, he went on a tear at the end. I feel like he became the starter at the end of the year, and that's when he got hot, and I think he's going to stay as a starter for Atlanta. Uh, his rebound, assist, block numbers aren't the greatest, but he's a bucket, and he'll get you a flurry of points and all the other categories related to scoring. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, he's definitely really solid. We saw that even in the playoffs this year, how good of a player uh, he is. So he de- he's definitely worth a roster spot in your league for sure. Um, Nate, getting to you um, at number eight, who do you have? So at number eight, I was I originally had Tobias Harris, but I kind of forgot about Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan. So I'm going to have to put Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris for the eighth spot. Um, mainly because of his um, versatility, um, his ability ability to defend, his ability to score. And um, I think he played less games than Tobias Harris did. So um, if they played for the same amount of games, I think um, Jimmy Butler would have had higher totals than Tobias Harris. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I had Jimmy Butler at seven, and then my number eight is going to be Tobias Harris. All the points you said I agree with, Butler should be higher than him. I think Harris uh, should get a greater role in the offense this year, especially if Ben Simmons does leave the team. So that's definitely something to look out for. Um, He's always been a good scorer ever since he got to Philadelphia. Um, He's pretty much one of those guys you can just lock right into your forward position and you won't have to worry about it. Um, Yeah, there's nothing much more for me to say about Tobias Harris. He's just solid like that. So uh, you definitely want to take a look at him when you're drafting um, and then getting to you, Matteo, who do you have at number eight for small forwards? I have Andrew Wiggins at number eight. Uh, he's another player like Bogdanovich who excels at scoring. And once upon a time, he was seen as the next LeBron James and clearly things didn't work out like that, but I think Wiggins is still a really good player. Uh, the main concerns with Wiggins is, that Clay Thompson is returning. So I think he's going to see less touches, less shots for him. And his assist numbers aren't the greatest. But outside of that, he's really solid for the seven remaining categories. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, he might not be that high build player, high um, build player, but. Uh, yeah, he definitely is a guy that you can trust in fantasy. So it's definitely someone that should be looked at. Um, Nate, let me get to you, um, your number ninth player. So my number ninth player was Wiggins, but I'm going to put Tobias Harris there because I put Jimmy Butler at eighth. Um, I guess, like you said, Tobias Harris is uh, really solid. And I think he might end up getting, um, I guess, more... Uh, more field goals and just he might be able to do more in the offense overall um i guess this season depending on whether or not they trade ben simmons yeah i definitely agree uh he's just one of those players like a set it and forget it type player in fantasy he's just going to contribute in many different categories but especially scoring is really solid um for number nine i have um, brandon ingram i think that you know he's definitely a guy that uh, you guys uh, talked about um he, he's pretty much like the main option on his team in terms of scoring. Uh, you definitely want to get him into your lineup. Uh, he's a young player that still has a lot left in the tank. He's definitely someone that um, I, I know uh, the, the team has uh, Zion and all that, but uh, he's definitely a, a solid scorer. He'll even outscore Zion in a lot of games uh, that I noticed last season. So uh, he's definitely a guy you want to tap into points leagues. I think you might rank him a bit higher than like category leagues, but even in category leagues, he's definitely, he definitely should be getting a lot of love. So I did put him at number nine. Um, I guess Mete getting to you, uh, who's your ninth player? DJ Washington, uh, another Charlotte Hornet and another player who's improving every season. And 
since PJ is small forward eligible in multiple leagues, I'm going to include him in my list, even though he's a small a power forward. And I mean, he's in his third year. He's going to continue to grow, I think. And he's a defend a great defender. Uh, his offensive numbers and assist numbers aren't the greatest right now, but like I said, he's in his third year and he has plenty of time to improve. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, um, he's definitely one of those guys that you're sort of projecting to sort of break out even more next season. Uh, you should definitely be looking for those kind of players when you're entering your draft. So definitely PJ Washington's assault. You should be taking a solid look at him for sure. Um, Nate, getting to you, uh, which player do you have at number 10? So at number 10, I have um, Andrew Wiggins. Um, like you guys said, I think he is an underrated player. Um, it's just that I'm just not too sure about um, his potential so far or what is he, what he's been able to show. So I just kind of left him at uh, number 10. Yeah, at number 10, I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan. And Mette, you talked a lot about him, uh, you know, going to Chicago. I probably would have had him higher if he was still on the Spurs. But obviously, um, his impact might be a little less on the Chicago team. Like you said, his assists might go up. Uh, hopefully, he can maintain a lot of his scoring. But if not, hopefully, he will contribute to other categories. But he is a, a solid small forward, so I have him at number 10. But uh, Mete, who's your number 10? Uh, Norman Powell, Stormin Norman at number 10 for me, and I miss him so much. Uh, last few seasons, Powell's really taken a huge step forward in terms of scoring and defense, but outside of scoring and steals, he doesn't provide you with the greatest value as I'd say he's mainly good for four categories, but if you need buckets and steals, uh, Norman will definitely help you out. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's more slept on in the forward position. It looks like he'll be playing at the three more often now in Portland. Um, and yeah, he definitely should be looked at for fantasy. But Nate, I guess just getting to you, um, I guess, who do you have at number 11? So I guess at number 11, I'm going to put DeRozan mainly because I forgot he's a small forward this season. So I actually think he's better than Andrew Wiggins. So you could um, switch the spots, but um, I guess my main concern for DeRozan is will he be able to um, play, I guess, how will he um, fit into um, the Bulls team? He's going to be solid for sure, but I'm just not sure how solid. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those questions. Um, I guess a player I don't have as many questions with is OG Ananobi. So I'm going to go with him at number 11. Mete, you talked about him. He should have a bigger role this year with the Raptors. Definitely with departures of guys like Powell and Kyle Lowry, among others that have left the team over the last couple of seasons, is going to be another reason for OG to sort of step up and be one of the main guys there. So I definitely think that if you're drafting him in fantasy, you should be getting a lot of things from him. Um, I know he doesn't shoot the three as often as we might want him to, but his percentage is still pretty solid. Pretty much covers a lot of other categories like points. Um, he gets some rebounds, some assists uh, here and there. He pretty much chips in different categories. So he's definitely someone that you want to look at. Um, Mete, getting to you uh, at the 11 spot for small forward, who do you have? Yeah, so number 11, I went with Keldon Johnson, uh, another player I'm projecting a breakout for. Like P.J. Washington, Keldon is heading into his third year, and 
he's only 21 right now, so his upside is great. And yeah, I mean, now that DeRozan's gone, uh, I feel like there isn't a definitive number one option in San Antonio. It it's probably gonna be Dejounte Murray, but we still have yet to see the Spurs play, and maybe Popovich has a different plan. So yeah, it could be Johnson, but. Even if Keldon isn't the first option, I think he'll be the number two option at worst. And his assist numbers, defensive stats weren't the greatest. But outside of those three categories, he was really solid. And like I said, he's going to have an even bigger role this year. And he's only 21. So I think he can have a crazy year this season. Yeah, he's definitely really solid. Like you said, he could carve out that number one role for the Spurs. So you definitely want to take advantage of that when you're trying to grab breakout players. Um, and then getting to the final name for your list, Nate, who do you have at number 12? So at number 12, um, there's a lot of names you can put there. I guess I'll put um, Jeremy Grant. Um, I guess uh, mainly because he only played 54 games. So I think there's a chance for him to um, get even higher totals uh, this year. Yeah, so for my number 12, I went with Mikel Bridges. I feel like a lot of people have been sleeping on him. He's been one of the best category coverage players um, at the three position in uh, fantasy basketball. Um, I mean, the guy's shooting like over 40% from three, um, over uh, 50% from field goal. Um, he's putting up like close to 15 points a game. He's getting rebounds, assists, almost a block and a steal per game. So he's definitely really chipping in in a lot of categories. He's the starting uh, small forward in Phoenix. He's got a lot of good players around him, but that hasn't stopped him from putting up really good stats. So he's definitely someone you can rely on. So I sort of used him to finish off my list, but I guess getting to you, Mete, who's your number 12? Yeah, so for number 12, I have Kyle Kuzma. Uh, before anyone clowns me for this, I'm predicting a breakout. And I know Kuzma is a big meme now. Uh, I've seen a lot of memes where it's like, oh, this player is available to trade. And then Lakers are like, we're interested. And the best we can do is Kuzma. And yeah, I mean, outside of the memes, I think the change of scenery is going to do wonders for him. Uh, he's a great scorer. I feel like he's going to be a starter in Washington and I think he could even be the number two option there uh, next to Bradley Beal. Outside of scoring, his numbers aren't the greatest scoring and rebounding. Sorry, but like I said, change of scenery. Uh, I think it's going to be great for him and he's probably going to have the best season of his career in Washington, I think. Yeah, he's definitely a player that can improve um, if given the minutes. So uh, let's just hope that Washington is willing to give him those starting minutes and then he definitely can be one of those top guys for them. Um, I guess, uh, Nate, I'll get to you first on this. I guess any like sleeper players that you might have or I guess just uh, any thoughts of some of the players that we had on our list? Um, I guess for sleepers, there are some players I had that – um, you guys already mentioned like Norman Powell, uh, Michael Bridges, uh, Keldon Johnson. So I won't talk too much about those guys, but or even OG. But I guess I can mention maybe um, Bojan Bogdanovic, um, Harrison Barnes, and Kyle Anderson. I think those those three are um, small forwards that you might want to look out for if they fall to you in the draft. 
Yeah, um, I guess in terms of sleepers, um, some of the guys you talked about, Andrew Wiggins, Gordon Hayward, I definitely like them. They're definitely really solid as well. I didn't get them on my list. Um, Anthony Edwards, some some of you guys mentioned him in the guard spot. Um, he also does play forward, so I can mention him as well. Um, he's definitely really solid. Um, if you're drafting and looking for a guy with that dual eligibility, he's really solid as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good players at the three positions, one of the stronger positions in the league. Uh, so there's pretty much no shortage when it comes to options for fantasy. But I guess, Mete, any sleepers that you have or I guess players that uh, we took that you really liked? Yeah, I mean, I hope people understand that I didn't want to reuse players that I already used. So obviously, when you guys said guys like LeBron James, Paul George, I definitely have them in my list, but I already used them for a different position. So I didn't want to reuse them. and. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, some sleepers. I had R.J. Barrett, still really young. Same for Sadiq Bey and Clay Thompson. I feel like everyone f- is forgetting that he's going to return. And yeah, uh, we already know what Clay Thompson can do. So I really wouldn't call it a sleeper. I just think people are forgetting he's coming back this season. Yeah, I feel like it's similar with him and Kawhi Leonard. Like, we just don't know the injury timetable. So I guess we just got to keep an eye on that. But when he does come back, he's definitely going to be really solid. And I guess just getting to you, Nate, any last thoughts when it comes to small forwards or I guess just drafting? Um, I guess for small forwards, um, not really too much to say, I guess. Um, I was, I kind of forgot that uh, DeRozan and Butler were small forwards this year so again that's gonna be um, something that you're gonna want to pencil in before the draft yeah definitely check out the positions especially of players because uh, if you're drafting someone you might think of them as a different position from last year like LeBron's not a power forward anymore in certain formats uh, Jimmy Butler's not a guard anymore in certain formats stuff like that you just got to take a look at those things before you head into your draft uh, it's just those small things. Uh, like I mentioned, for small forwards, it's a very deep position. You don't really need to worry. You can always find good gems late. I know, Mete, you addressed a lot of the deeper players on your list. Um, so there's definitely a lot of options that you can take a look at. And I guess, Mete, any last thoughts from you? Yeah, I feel like small forward is one of the deeper positions. Like you said, I went for guys that I didn't use and these guys definitely wouldn't be in top 12 lists anywhere else. And yeah, even uh, like a guy like Keldon, Kyle Kuzma, like I was talking about, I, I would definitely be really happy to draft them. So yeah, like I said, I feel like small forwards really deep and you can find great players no matter where you're drafting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, There's probably some other positions you should be targeting first. Um, outside of sort of the big names uh, at small uh, at small forward and then you can sort of get some of these gems late guys you might think that could break out like a Keldon Johnson or a Kyle Kuzma so definitely something to look out for come draft day but uh, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast we have football picks coming out this week so make sure you're tuned in for that Uh, Check out this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And guys, 
Um, I guess it looks like we're doing we're heading into division previews for next week's basketball. So that's going to be exciting. We'll talk about a lot of fantasy players. We'll talk about all the teams in the divisions and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.